Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Birch, and I'm your guide in restoring and increasing safety, connection, and self-worth in your world so you can go on and create the relationships, the friendships, and experience the purpose and fulfillment you want in your world. Today, we're going to talk about the importance and usefulness of triggers with this question. What if your triggers were not an enemy, but actually an ally in your healing? Because a lot of times, at least in my experience, we treat our triggers as something to get rid of, something to fix, something that is a problem, something that signifies uh, that we're broken, that we're flawed, that we are deeply damaged, we're irreparable. So there can be a lot of shame and a lot of pain when it comes to triggers. So we're going to talk about that here in just a second before I do that. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, comment below your thoughts on today's episode. If you're watching via Facebook, it's good to see you. Make sure to like the page. And if you're listening via podcast, thank you. It's good to see you guys and put that in quotes (laughs) Uh, there. Thank you guys for being subscribers and for supporting the work. If you want to connect with me and go deeper on this work, make sure you jump on the email community. You can join my email community. The link's in the description as well as join the Facebook community, the Heal Your Codependency Facebook community to get more tools, more guidance, more of my writing. I do quite a bit of writing on this stuff um, and assistance in your healing of codependency so those links are in the descriptions okay my friends triggers so first of all what is a trigger well my work trigger is something that it's an emotional activation it's this thing that overwhelms us and we have this automatic reaction to something that doesn't necessarily make sense to the situation at hand that i get them i have triggers around mistakes around being publicly or making public mistakes because there was a lot of abuse in my past on that i've had triggers in the past on other things that i've been able to neutralize and care for my triggers are those big whoa this is happening again i'm gonna get harmed i'm gonna get get um hurt i'm gonna get abandoned and so we have this big reaction and this big action that comes out of that reaction that doesn't make sense to the situation at hand. It's usually when we feel flooded, suddenly overwhelmed, we might dissociate a bit. Um, we're definitely not in control of ourselves at that moment. We are doing things that we have habitually done in the past um, in order to try to protect ourselves, prevent something, things of that nature. So triggers, for me, for a very long time, were shameful things. These were things that people would laugh at, things would, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy um go get a go get therapy i've had therapists shame trigger reactions i have experienced being rejected and being ostracized because of a reaction i had and i thought there was something genuinely wrong with me i thought that that these triggers were a part of me they're part of who i was and that there was no escaping them and so that led to a deep cycle of shame a deep cycle of hate towards myself and a very long or prolonged battle of trying to fix myself by getting rid of these triggers. So around 2012, my world was pretty much imploded at that point, financially and relationally. There's a lot of mistakes and things that I had created in my world, <laughs> some of that because of triggers, um, that led me to being a very desperate 
<clears throat> very painful place in my world. And it was at this point in time that I was actually really tired of how I was reacting to my triggers. And I wanted desperately for a change in my life. So I decided to take a, a weird, radical leap of care towards my triggers. Instead of responding to them or, or agreeing with the shame and the guilt and the fear and all that that I and anger and resentment I had towards my triggers. Instead, I deliberately chose to respond to them with warmth, with curiosity, and with some, with some inquiry. It's like, hey, I'm really feeling this very intensely. This is a very scary thing. Hmm. Wonder, I wonder if that's okay that it's scary. I wonder if it's okay for me to give myself permission that it could be scary right now. Or um, another thing I would do is like, I give myself a lot of love in this very scary place. I see you. You matter to me. You are valuable to me. Started speaking this way to the emotions, to the sensations, to the big activations, even to the behavior that I'd sometimes do. Like, of course I'm behaving that way. I don't know what else to do. Of course I'm feeling this way. I think I'm going to relive this horrific th experience I had in the past. I started to respond with this warmth and this endorsement and this legitimization of my triggers. And that, <laughs> paradoxically, everyone did not think this would happen. They started to stop happening with so much intensity. They still occurred, but the intensity was dropping. The duration was dropping. The frequency in which they happened started to drop. And that's where I started to learn that my triggers weren't an enemy. They're actually an ally. They were a brilliant part of my body and part of who I am that was saying, hey, I'm in danger. I'm in danger. We're in danger. We need to be protected. And as I started to fully understand and comprehend more about how trauma worked, how the nervous system worked, I started bringing in a lot of that care at the somatic level to those triggers through regulation practices, through gentle and slow movement, uh, through gentle and slow exercise, through the words I used. Even when my inner critic was loud and was hating on me and a stupid trigger, we're so dumb, we're going to fail. I'm like, I see your fear. I see the panic. And this makes sense because we're in a scary place right now. I appreciate you trying to protect me. Now, this was not an easy process to start, and sometimes it's not an easy process to continue because, man, life can be very hard, right? And we're dealing with these consequences real time, and here I am trying to be compassionate to it. So I brought in that uh, anger and that resentment towards myself and that frustration. I brought that into this loop too, and I said, you know, yeah, I get to be angry. I get to be upset. I get to be frustrated with myself and the choices I've made or the things that have happened to me and the things that I live with and the things I don't get to live with <coughs> because of what I've been through, because of what I've chosen. And all of this matters. All of this is valuable to me. <clears throat> and that helped me make deep deep breakthroughs into the parts of me that held on to all this pain, 
all this energy, all this activation that was in me that would create these triggers. And it helped me start to dismantle them, to reach in there and go, hey, I see you, and I'm here with you. I will not abandon you. I'm present with you. It's bringing in this gentle love and warmth through these parts of myself that started to discharge that trapped energy. And now when I get activated, it's a signal of a, of a part of myself telling me where I need to be loved, where I, where I need a boundary, where I need care. And now they also are showing me places where I have abandoned my own power, my own brilliance, my own joy. They're not saying, oh, you abandon it there. It's that from this perspective I've been building with inside myself, I can see that, oh, yeah, my panic and fear about doing this big thing is that I'm afraid I will lose what I'm looking for or lose what I have or I won't succeed and then that will take away my value. And then if I retrieve my value from it, for instance, then I'm like, oh, I can have my joy anyway. There's a lot of nuance that starts to emerge out of our trauma, my friends, because trauma it happens not specifically because of the event, but because there was a lack of connection, a lack of protection, and a lack of care in that event for us. So when we're triggered, that's a big indicator that we need connection, protection, and care. And from there, it, it, it uh, can expand its wisdom to us. It's like, oh, you see me, you value me, you care about me, you, you want to connect with me, you want to protect me. Here's what I'm holding. And then we can take that and care for that pain. That allows us to move forward in our own healing. That's where we start to discover the joy, the wants and desires that were hidden underneath that pain. Because in my experience, when um, my triggers or my activations or my emotional hijacks start to expand and start to, to dissolve, I get more contact with the wisdom that's in that journey and then more contact with the joy behind it. As in, oh, all I wanted was to be included and no wonder that hurt because I was rejected and no wonder it, it was you know, paralyzing or traumatic to me because of the way the rejection happened to me and I wasn't cared for. I didn't have connection and a protection. So now I'm able to tap in with those protection, connection, and care in place. I'm able to access my joy. There's like, oh, I just wanted this. Oh, let's go get more of that in our world now. And it doesn't carry the fear that it used to anymore. My friends, our triggers are our allies because they point us to where we need love, where we need care, where we need connection, where we need protection in our world. So first step I usually start my students off with is an acknowledgement about how we feel about our triggers and allowing those feelings to be met with um, being valued, being respected, being understood. So it's like, yeah, I don't like my triggers. They scare me. Yeah, of course. They're painful. They're overwhelming. I feel shame about my triggers. Yeah, no doubt. You've been shamed for it. You've been told they're wrong or that you're wrong, that there's something wrong with you. Oh, I want to get rid of them. <laughs> Naturally, you want to get to something bigger for yourself and you want to at least have painlessness or peace. So we care for that first. That opens the door to then 
hey, the rest of us are also valid. The rest of our parts, the rest of all that we feel is valid too. Because in my work, we're, we're radically inclusive about everything that shows up. We don't exclude anything. We don't bring it in. Oh, I've got jealousy or I've got envy or I've got boredom or I've, I'm, I'm in a dark place and I don't like myself and I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, okay, let's bring it in. Let's care for it. Let's acknowledge it. Let's bring it some warmth. Because that's what we need. That's an expression of care. That's an expression of connection. That's an expression of protection. This is how we really care for ourselves. This further, when we get really into the codependence perspective, it disengages the need to fawn because now we're not an enemy to ourselves. So the body's not scared of us anymore. Where it's just like, oh, you're my ally. I don't have to please you either. I can give you my complaints and my concerns and my fears. My hopes, my desires, my wants, my needs, my boundaries. That's where we build confidence. That's where we build self-knowledge. That's where we connect with and activate our internal innate value. That's where our joy and purpose comes alive. See, my friends, you're a real living human being. You're not a transaction. You're not an object. You're not a utility to someone else's joy or whatever they want from you. You're a living, breathing being. And living, breathing beings have feelings, we have experiences, we have perceptions, we have perspectives, we have intuitions, we have limits, <clears throat> we have brilliance. And our triggers are part of that. They're there to help us see where we need that care, that protection, and that connection to nurture our well-being. So my friends, start there, and let's see what you... What you discover as you approach these with warmth, with kindness, and allowing connection to be restored to yourself within yourself. So that is today's episode. Um, heads up, the Essential Codependency Healing Trainings are starting again. It'll start September 24th. So enrollment is open for that. You can get in there. Uh, we start the 24th. You get lifetime access to it. You can upgrade to the Heal for Real bundle. You get access to all three of my eight-week um, essential trainings. So we got the essential codependency healing trainings, the nurture trainings for uh, reducing loneliness and increasing connection, peace, and warmth. And then the actual heal trainings where I teach you how to reduce your pain, increase your peace, and actually accomplish some actual emotional healing in your world. So any upgrade to that as well, the Heal for Real bundle is there as well. That'll be available to join there. The link is above on it's in the descriptions if you're on Facebook or YouTube. If you're listening to this via podcast, it's on the front page at healyourcodependency.com. So again, if you're watching via YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Thank you guys for showing up. Thank you for your support. And I will see you guys in our next episode. Go gently. Bye-bye.